You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, December 7th. 2021. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. It is time. It is officially time. We're in the middle of a lockout. Content's running dry. We've been doing some player profiles. We've been doing some some shows. I'm struggling to figure out what I'm going to talk about for the next two months or however long this lockout lasts. And it, it's time to, to make up on a, on a promise that I made months and months and months ago. Today is, you've already read the title, so this isn't a surprise to you. It's not isn't like dramatic as, as I want it to be, but uh, it's the Harold Castro episode. It's time. The long-awaited, I'm not even kidding, I, I get, even after the season ended, during the off season, I, I probably get two to three people a week either tweeting at me or DMing me asking about the Harold Castro episode. And uh, like I said, while content's running dry, yesterday we had a great breakdown of everything, all the hot button issues that are being discussed and negotiated in the uh, in, in, between the players and the owners in the lockout. So if you if you want that that that's uh, I'm very very proud of that episode. I think that's a really cool reference point to be able to have and and see all the issues that they disagree on and stuff. So that was yesterday's show. Today back to square one, struggling for content, and I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's give the people what they want. We don't have to hold out anymore. The content's gonna be hard to come by anyway. Let's do it. So welcome. To the Harold Castro episode, 30 minutes uninterrupted of just Harold Castro comment. Comment? Content. It's time. He is one of the most fascinating players I have ever come across. He like like we've seen plenty of people in baseball history that are just, you know, like slap ball or like single singles first kind of players. But he, he, A, takes that to an extreme, and B, does this in an era that is so not like that. We play in, 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 in the three-outcome era of baseball. That is what baseball is today. It is, you are taught that uh, it is very much okay to either strike out, walk, or homer. If you only do one of those three things, you're a good hitter. We, we see players like Joey Gallo, who have batting averages of, of 200, but are considered to be very good hitters because they walk a boatload and hit a ton of homers. We, we see that. that. That's normal. And yet in the middle of this era, in the, in the middle of the most home runs being hit, see, like records of, of, of home runs being hit by teams, records of home runs being hit by Major League Baseball, consistently, especially when they use the juice ball pre-2020, in this era of, of on-base percentage over batting average, 
you walks if if you draw a ton of walks it doesn't matter if you have a bad batting average right in this incredible era in in the way the game is played there is there there is a man by the name of Harold Castro who does not draw walks whatsoever he doesn't even hit extra base hits period nonetheless home runs but has a damn good batting average. He is an anomaly. He is he is unlike anyone else in this game and and uh and and I love him. I love Harold Castro to death, man. So let's get into some of the the just this is going to be a really fun laid back episode. I, there's just so many funny stats that are just like what <laughs> how are you the way that you are? And how are you such a beautiful human? Uh, for starters, just on the season, a 283 batting average, a 310 on base percentage, a 359 slugging percentage, which is a 669 OPS. This man had a 283 batting average with a sub 670 OPS. Incredible. Baseball reference had a had him at exactly 0.0 war. And Fangraphs had him at 0.5 war, which ties a career high. He also had 0.5 war in 2020, which is honestly really a testament to how good his 2020 was because that was only in 22 games had a 0.5 war, whereas this was over 106 games. So good, good for Harold, man. His weighted runs, <laughs> his weighted runs created plus was eighty three, meaning he created seventeen percent less runs than league average. But really, my favorite stat has well, I can't even say favorite because there's just so many fantastic ones. One of my favorite stats is the Babbitt. We've talked about Babbitt before when evaluating other players, right? You you got a – it's usually around somewhere between 305 to like 313-ish. It's usually somewhere in that range, the the league average Babbitt. Um, and, and more times than not, when you see someone who has a, you know, a, a spike, who has like a 330 Babbitt, you're like, all right, that'll go down a little bit next year because – some of the infield singles that he was lucky on won't turn out to be that lucky next season or whatever. And then if you see someone who's well below it, a lot of times you can say, okay, like it's, it's probably going to go back up next year. It's, it's one of those stats that very often will even itself out. And the league average is, because the league average is about the same every year, you can come to that conclusion. This is by season, Harold Castro's BABIP. Okay. In 2018... He only played six games, so this barely counts. But in six games, he drew zero walks and had a 375 BABIP. You're like, all right, that's just a small sample size. That's just a ridiculously high number, whatever. In 2019, he played in almost 100 games. <laughs> he played in almost 100 games. He had a 2.4% walk percentage. That That is, that is unbelievable. We talk about Jonathan Scope and Javi Baez having low walk percentages. Theirs is almost like double that. 
And theirs are considered like wildly low when they're free swingers. 2.4% walk percentage. Okay. A 0.93 isolated slugging. Very, very low. His batting average was 291. His on-base percentage was 305. And his slugging was 384. Okay. So for those keeping track at home, that's a 689 OPS with a 291 batting average. Incredible. His BABIP in 2019 was 367 in almost 100 games. In 2020, weird shortened season, played 22 games, had a 347 batting average, a four. <laughs> A 447 Babbitt. A four, and it's 22 games, I know. Doesn't make it any less hilarious. A 447 Babbitt. And then this season, he had a 351 batting average of balls in play. His career Babbitt is 366. That is his career number. He's been in the majors. He's played major league games across four seasons. Three, he's played in 231 Major League Baseball games. 366. <laughs> Babbitt. Absolutely unbelievable. I love him. I love him so much. We're going to get into so many other weird and, and quirky and funny stats right after I tell y'all about betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march into the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, the UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Also got to tell y'all about Direct TV streams. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and non-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. It's Directv. Com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. All right, we are back here for segment two of Lockdown Tigers. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. The Harold Caster episode, right in the thick of it. We just spent the first segment talking about his ridiculous batting average of balls in play. It's just fascinating to me. He Everything about him is fascinating. He, he doesn't hit the ball hard at all. He doesn't get any extra base hits, but he has found a way to be a master of getting singles. And like it's it's held up. It you know the the first in 2019, you're kind of like, all right, well this isn't gonna last. And then in 20, there was actually a point 
this season. This 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 I wasn't planning on talking. I just unlocked a new memory. There was a point this season where if you went on a betting site, shout out betonline.ag. If you went on a betting site and look, there there's all types of like prop bets and stuff that that you can do these days. And there 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 was a point in the season when Harold Castro was was feeling himself a little bit to where Harold Castro recording not a hit, one single was minus money, which means he was favored to do so. The only way you could get underdog or plus money on Harold Castro getting a hit was if you did him getting two or more hits. No one else on the team, at least during that stretch, was was like that. He was the Harold Castro of all. This was a, a team that that was had the ability to be 500 until like a week left in the season. The the team had had a lot of really productive hitters. I shouldn't say a lot. Had several really productive hitters. Has a first ballot Hall of Famer on it. I know he's not what he once was, but regardless. Jammer Candelario had an 800 OPS. And yet Harold Castro at his sub 670 OPS was the only player on the team, I think it was like July, to where he was favored to get at least one hit. Everybody else's was 0.5 was the line for hits in that game. Harold Castro's was (laughs) 1.5. Absolutely incredible that with a sub-670 OPS, he can do that. Hilarious, dog. He never fails to amaze me. I wanted to actually touch on his defense a little bit too, which I know is not like the big draw for the, the you know, like lore of Harold Castro, but it's he's like not that bad of a defender. Like his, his defensive rating on fan graphs this year was positive. It was, it was not wildly positive, but it was a plus 1.7. And to have a, a plus defender, a guy who had a positive defensive rating, who played... Almost every position he played first, second, third, short, left, and center this season. So he played seven of nine positions. Six. Six. He he didn't he didn't catch. Well, he, he has pitched before. He did pitch this year. Okay, so he played seven of nine positions. He got two and two thirds inning innings on the mound. So Harold Castro only didn't catch and play right field. I think that's it. Yeah, I think those are the only two positions he didn't record a single inning in. And if you look at his defensive metrics at these positions, they're not that bad. I mean, they're not good by any stretch, but they're not like, oh my goodness, he shouldn't be playing there except for maybe shortstop. But uh, he, he's on a roster that doesn't have a shortstop. There is no shortstop on this team. So he's going to have to get some reps in there. At first base, 73 innings at first base. He had a negative one defensive run saved and a slight, barely above zero UZR. That's, I mean, I'll take that. Out of our, what, third string first baseman? You'll take that. At second base, he had an exactly zero defensive run saved with, again, just a barely above zero UZR. That's at 233 innings there. 
you will gladly take that. At third base, again, negative one. Slightly negative UZR on that one, but a negative one defensive run saved. Not bad for 94 innings at the position. At 291 innings, innings at shortstop, he was a negative five defensive run saved, but actually had a positive 1.5 UZR. So he had a l- little bit of a, a range factor going on, but negative five defensive run saved. That's the stat you want to look at. In left field, only played 12 innings, but put up a zero DRS, almost a zero UZR. And in 12 innings in center as well, he had a negative two DRS. A negative two in, in 12 innings is pretty bad. That That's rough. Um, but just the, the fact that he can, and I guess for what it's worth, he had a zero <laughs> defensive run saved in his less than three innings pitch this year. It is fascinating to me. He, he had a positive, positive defensive rating on fan graphs. He is so fascinating to me. Played six different positions at a positive defensive rating and, and hit a, boatload of singles not a bad dude to have on your bench i'm starting to think you know what i'm saying not not the worst thing in the world to have on your bench when you're looking at some of his uh like more advanced metrics his his max exit velocity okay so the hardest hit the hardest ball he hit all year in terms of miles per hour was in the 47th percentile that is that that's he's in the lower half of the league. It, the hardest ball he hit all year, lowest half of the league. His average exit velocity was eighty-eight point six miles per hour, and his average exit velo in his career is eighty-eight point three. He is hilarious. That's low. That's very low. His barrel percentage is 3.2%. Honestly, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's not good by any stretch, but really, like, I I thought it was going to be even lower, truly. He has barreled, which, according to Baseball Savant, is when you hit it over 95 miles an hour. He has barreled 19 balls in his career. In his career. 19 barrels. He had 10 in 2019, 0 in his 6 games in 2018, 1 in the shortened season in 2020, and 8 this past season. 252 batted balls last season. 8 of them were barrels. He has 572 batted balls in his career. 19 are barrels. Incredible. Absolutely. His launch angle this past season was 10.2. No intentions of hitting home runs. Zero. He is he is going for for those soft hit singles over the second baseman's head. That's where he's living and dying, baby. That's what he wants to do. And I'll be damned if he doesn't do it at a at a pretty darn good clip. No walks. He doesn't strike out like that much either. His his career. K percentage is in the low. It's about twenty two. It's in the low twenties. Like he he doesn't. He doesn't strike out like any more or less than like most players. He just doesn't draw any walks and has zero extra base hits. That's an exaggeration. Obviously, he's hit extra base hits poor. You get what I'm saying. Hilarious content. All right, we're getting into the final segment of the Harold Castro episode. Some like weird, kind of in-depth, funny stats 
that I find amusing, and we'll get to those right after this. Welcome back to the third and final segment of Locked On Harold Castro. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. We're going to get into some weird, uh, some, some of the other fun, kind of like quirky, weird stats that I find fascinating. Like I said, just <laughs> this dude is just remarkable to me. Uh, so first off, he doesn't hit lefties, period, right? We talk about this fascination with him being able to hit singles, any and and at any time and, and uh, everywhere on the field, like his, his straight up the middle percentage is like over 40%. And then he's, he's got about like high twenties on, on both left and right side. Like he, he can spray it all over the field, get singles any way he wants. Uh, but, but lefties, he hits horribly this season against righties. He had a 293 batting average with a 702 OPS. And then against lefties, he had a 214 batting average. A 214 OBP, zero walks against lefties, and a 452 OPS. He had a 238 slugging percentage for his extra base hits. Okay, he had 80 hits on the season, 12 doubles, one triple, three homers. He has five career triples and eight career homers, dog. Five career triples, eight career homers. So this season he had, what is that, 12-1, that's 13, three homers. So he had 16 extra base hits. Well, 17, sorry. He had 17 extra base hits. One of them was off a lefty. He had one double off a lefty. Now, granted, A.J. Hinch and the staff knows this and only gave him 42, 44 plate appearances against lefties uh, the, the entire season. He, he appeared in 29 games in which... He had to face a lefty, but at versus 97 games played in, in games against Reddy's 295 plate appearances. So much smaller sample size to, to be very fair to him, but those numbers are, are dramatically different. And, uh, and it <laughs> one extra base hit off of lefties, um, home and away, his road batting average was 301. His home batting average was 263. The OPS was pretty 652 versus 686, relatively similar, uh, pretty much fairly similar OPS in first half. Second half, 650 versus 688. Hit a little bit of a power surge there in September, which we will get to now when we look at the month splits. Okay, so in April, he had a 233 bat. And also, you guys know me. I don't usually use batting average in any analysis for all these players. I usually just use OPS. Batting average is Harold Castro. Harold Castro is batting average. So I will be using it to evaluate him. 233 batting average with a 557 OPS in April, March. Not good. May, 365 batting average. 775 OPS. He hit 365 and had a sub 780 OPS. That is remarkable. Do you realize how messed up that is? His on base percentage was almost 400 and he had a 775 OPS because he had one extra base hit the entire month of May. In May, he had 23 hits. One of them was a double, zero triples, zero homers. Remarkable. In June, he struggled. 146 batting average, 476 OPS. July, 
This is this this is this is it. July he went off, baby. July he went off, but he still only had one extra base hit. He had a three ninety six batting average. A three. <laughs> his on base percentage was lower than his batting average. He he played in in fifteen games, which is about what he played in every single month. In August he played in twenty one, and in September he played in twenty four. But in April, May, June, it was 15, 16, 15, July, 15 for games played. Okay, He had a 396 average and a 392 OBP. He drew one walk the entire month of July. A lower on-base percentage than a batting average for an 809 OPS. This dude is fascinating. In August, he had a 196 batting average and a 443 OPS. And then in September, two of his three homers are in the month of September. Six, six of his, where's the number? His 13 doubles, six of his 13 doubles all in September. And his only triple also in the month of September. He had a 314 batting average, only a 324 OBP because again, he drew one walk. But a 514 slugging percentage for an 839 OPS. Power Herald. Coming at you, you heard. Uh, for this one, I, I found kind of crazy, actually, for uh, for game outcome by team. So in his wins, he had a 336 batting average, a 348 OBP. He drew five walks all season in games we won. A 438 slugging. He had a 787 OPS in games we won. In losses, he had a 237 batting average and a 568 OPS. Now, everybody, when you look at their individual numbers, is is more than likely going to have pretty pretty considerably better uh, stats and wins than losses for obvious reasons. But uh, I mean, Harold Castro having a 336 batting average in games we win, man, that's nutty. Uh, Another one that I, I found kind of fascinating was when he's leading off an inning, his slash line was a 355 batting average, a 500 slugging percentage for an 894 OPS. He almost had a 900 OPS when leading off an inning. Remarkable. He had 67 plate appearances where he was the leadoff hitter. Almost a 900 OPS. He is remarkable. Oh, I love this man. Uh, also, first pitch. When he swings at the first pitch, he had a 936 OPS and two of his three homers. He had 57 plate appearances this season where he swung at the first pitch. A 377 batting average, a 566 slugging for a 936 OPS. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. Um, some other interesting ones. Outs in an inning. This one might be the most fascinating to me. Okay, Number of outs in the inning. With one out in an inning. And these are almost identical, by the way, as far as plate appearances. 110 with zero outs. 123 with one out. And 106 with two outs. His games played 67, 69, 69. Nice. Right? So we have pretty much the exact same sample size. With one out, his batting average was 239 
He had a 265 slugging and a 528 OPS with two outs in an inning. 245 batting average, 294 slugging for a 568 OPS. Those are both horrible. And it's not like he wasn't, like, again, same amount of at-bats, same amount of plate appearances pretty much across all three. But with anything other than zero outs, he was garbage. But then, with zero outs in the inning, 10 of his 13 doubles, 2 of his 3 homers, he had a 370 batting average, a 402 on base percentage, and a 530 slugging percentage for a 932 OPS. He was an MVP level hitter. When there were zero outs in the inning. And garbage with one and two outs. Make it make sense. Nothing about this dude makes sense. And I love him for it. With runners in scoring position. 288 batting average. But a 628 OPS. Because he draws no walks. And again, they were all singles. This dude is remarkable. There's only one other one that I really want to touch on. And that is... His stats when facing starting pitchers through like different amount of time. So his stats when facing the starter the first time in the game, his stats when facing the starter the second time in the game, his stats when facing the starter the third time in the game. Okay, this is this is peak Harold Castro. All right. So when facing the opponent's starting pitcher for the first time in a game, 286 batting average. 390 slugging percentage, 719 OPS, okay? Very Harold Castro-like. 286 average, for the type of player he is, you'll take that, fine. But five of his 14 walks on the year were from facing the starter the first time. Facing the starter the second time, his batting average goes up. That's relatively normal, right? You see him a little better. 319 batting average, a 750 OPS, when facing the starter the third time through the lineup, 343 batting average, a 704 OPS, has the least amount of power, and and obviously walks, in the third time through the lineup. But the highest batting average, again, relatively makes sense, but the walks is, is whack to me. That is an anomaly. The first time through the lineup, he had five walks against the starter. The second time he faces the starter, one walk all season, and the third time he faced the starter, one walk all season. He drew the most walks in situations where he was facing the start opponent's starter the first time. Nothing about this man makes sense, and I am absolutely fascinated with him. I, I Harold, Harold Castro is the man, so there you have it. The Harold Castro episode, long overdue, but making up on a promise I made a very long time ago. We ball. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope it lived up to the hype. Uh, it was really just the same format as a normal player breakdown, but it's, it's Harold Castro, so it makes it better. You know, It'll be interesting to see what they do with him next season. Nico's gone. Willie, I, I can't imagine, would make the opening day roster at this point, but we'll see. I think AJ likes him off the bench. He can play a ton of different positions. We talked about his defense. I, I It wouldn't surprise me if Harold Castro was around again next year. I really wouldn't. We got him under under control for another couple years still. 
Thank you all for listening. I have no clue what we're going to do tomorrow, but we'll figure it out. Thanks for making me your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope, and I'll catch y'all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.